Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Thursday morning. It's a phrase uttered more in 2020 than in the previous 20 years combined. It's yet another unprecedented day in the world of sports. The sun is coming up in New York City with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahenti. We are on ESPN Radio, the app ESPN News. Gentlemen, there was once a point where we thought that the coronavirus was the only thing that could shut down the NBA bubble. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe we were naive. Maybe we were wearing blinders. Or maybe we were simply ignoring the reality of what was going on in the world. No matter what, the NBA shut down their games yesterday, as you know. Today's triple header on ESPN is in serious peril. There will be a board of governors meeting. Key, I want to start with you. When we left here at 10 a.m. Eastern time yesterday, both you and Jay had an inkling that something was going to happen, and something certainly did happen. The Bucks started it, the other teams ended it, and we're not sure. Maybe. The NBA is crowned a champion for 73 straight years. This is the 74th year of the league. And this might be the first time there's a blank next to the Larry O'Brien trophy. That, that is true. When we were here yesterday, I wasn't even focused in on the Bucks. I was focused in on Toronto because that was the conversation that was being had. Right. Uh, just never dawned on me that the Bucks were going to be the first to put their foot down. And then once I got to NFL Live and we got ready to start our show there, prior to that, you could there was some grumblings about something could be coming down. The Bucks are taking the court, and then at the end it was like, you know what? They're going to they're going to be the ones that are going to be first. It makes all the sense in the world because it's in their backyard. They have players on their team that have had issues with the police in that state. Mm-hmm. It makes all the sense in the world, and then all of a sudden, bam, it comes down, and then it becomes a trickle down effect, which it should. And as I said yesterday, Jay, if Toronto was going to be the first team that everybody else was going to follow, it just so happened to be the Bucks. I'm just tired of being tired. And today is a monumental day, not only for our show, not only for the NBA, but I also think for our country. It is a day key that we need to have resolved today. There is a lot of stuff happening in the world right now. Oh, yeah. We have racism. We have a pandemic. We have Hurricane Laura. We have CDC guidelines that are being changed. It seems like it is a tornado of chaos. But I will not let the weight of the world hold me down from being animated and being an instrument of precision when it comes to creating change. We have to continue to use our voice and be more energized and animated than ever before and be rejuvenated. And for this conversation that we're having today, I think it's so important. And as it relates to the NBA, I do not think we will have an end of the season. I do not. It's going to be really hard for after the tone that was set yesterday that I am sure is going to be followed today to try to stoke change and create change from a legislation perspective which we know does not happen overnight to then all of a sudden say, we're just going to come back and play basketball. Now, look, people are going to try to use this against basketball players ultimately by saying, well, you have the China situation and I didn't see people stand up against China. And I say, well, I'm not focused on China right now. I'm focused on our country. And that's what our NBA players are doing right now. And I think you're going to see NFL players follow suit and align together. And I will say this yesterday, 
I was a little bit unsure about whether boycotting was the right answer. I can firmly sit here today on our show and say, I stand with my NBA brothers. I stand with people across this country on sometimes extreme situations call for extreme measures. And we have to push people to create that change as swiftly as possible because enough is enough. I want to mention this because I'm sitting here with two tremendously talented African-American athletes. Key, I want to just get your perspective on this, because when something like this happens that's truly unprecedented, what you really need is some historical perspective. I want you to listen to this. There has never been a professional sports team prior to yesterday. There had never been a professional sports team ever that had refused to play a game due to social injustice. We're talking the 1960s. We're talking Bill Russell. There was one caveat I want to bring forth because if the ultimate champion is listening this morning, I know he was active on Twitter last night. The 1961 Celtics, which Russell was a part of, they did skip an exhibition game in Lexington, Kentucky because they were not served food at a particular restaurant due to segregation, but seven guys did play later that night. That was an exhibition game. But in the history of professional team sports, In this country, no team had ever said we're not playing due to social injustice, racism, anything until yesterday. A watershed moment, an inflection moment in the history of sports in America. Clearly, times have changed, right? Not about that. It's it's clear, but the players are standing up for what's right. I mean, like Jay was saying, you get tired of being tired. Like, it's it's enough. Like, you can't continue – to think that we're supposed to entertain you playing basketball and forget about people being gunned down in the streets. Mm-hmm. No, and, and it's just, it makes zero sense. And you put that pressure on these owners to put that pressure on their buddies that they write in these checks for in the political circle to pass laws. Now we're going to put that pressure on you to make a decision on going to them and saying, yo, this is affecting me and my family and how we feel about people that worked for us. So it's it's going to work itself out, but it's not going to work itself out overnight. And we must all understand that. Well, that's where it comes down to, Key, you know, the next step in the evolution of this process, that if the decision is for LeBron James and company to boycott today's games, which I think it's going to be mm-hmm. if they continue to follow suit, you can't just use this as a negotiation ploy. Like, you have to be willing and ready to walk and, away and, and from see, it. And I, don't, and I don't think, and we've been talking about it, I don't think, Jay, that they're just using it as a negotiation ploy. I don't think at all. They've got to get all the facts from Michelle yes. at the NBA uh, PA. they got they got to have everything in front of them so they have a clear understanding of the plus and minuses in these situations. And I, I strongly believe that the players, if given all the information which they will, they'll make the decision that it's a wrap. We we want this done today. We can't wait for y'all, you know, six years from now. Oh, we're going we to make promise. We're going to make good because we've been living on that for how many years now? <laughs> Too long. Too long. And what the answer is, once you assess that information, who, know, who knows how long that takes, right? Well, like, it's going it, it, to it, take a minute it, to assess it, all not- the information, the pros and the cons like you alluded to. But once you I, – I, I do really feel this way. What the players have right now, Key, is not leverage over the NBA. They have the ears of the entire planet. Yes. So what comes out of their mouths next is extremely imperative. It sets the tone. So I said before, being that instrument of precision, you have to outline what it is you want from a local, a state, and a federal level. 
and then give targets to owners to then deploy assets and their resources to get those things done. And I, and I think that they will have that in place and be able to do it. It's just whether or not the owners are willing to go and do that, not just in basketball. Mm. Okay, basketball pretty much for the most part have always kind of done, tried to do the right things. Football is really important, man. I mean, it's going to be really important for the owners in football to wake up and realize this can affect us as well. We haven't even gotten there yet now, right? I mean, it's coming down to exactly. it's, 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 September 10th. Hey, and don't, yeah. think, don't think for one second that there weren't any phone calls from Milwaukee Bucks players yesterday to Green Bay Packer players. Absolutely. In particular, Aaron Rodgers saying, we cannot do this without football. It can't work. You need the unison and support of everybody. Look, a couple of months ago, and Key and I have known each other for a minute, we both been talking about this. He said, buckle up. Get ready for a ride. It's going to be one hell of a ride. And it, it can't, basketball can't be the only sport that does this. You're going to need football that has more of a Baseball. conservative call. Baseball, too. You're going to need everybody to work together. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including the lead play-by-play voice for the NBA on ESPN and ABC, Mike Breen, at 8.30. And we'll ask him a sobering question. Is this the last time he said bang for the season? Are we ever going to hear that term the rest of the way? Jay is not particularly bullish on that. One last quick note. Key, you mentioned what the symbolism was yesterday. It was pretty much made clear by the players that spoke. Give us a reason to be in this bubble. Don't just have us here to play basketball. If we can forward a cause by being here and continue to make sure we can shine a light on what we need to do, maybe then there's an opportunity. But if we don't have definitive proof and hardcore reasons for being here, we won't be here. Still to come, the Lakers and the Clippers, they seem collectively willing to shut it down. But what about the other 28 teams in the league that feel differently than both L.A. squads. We'll talk about that and the impact that LeBron could have over everyone. But first, key Laker fan has this from Odor Eaters. Foot Odor, throwing you off your game? Stick to a winning game plan with Foot Odor Eaters. Featuring three advanced odor and wetness fighters, the lineup provides long-lasting odor control plus more to keep your feet on their game. Odor Eaters, power, Power through it. Provides outstanding moisture control. Clear drying spray is the MVP in preventing athlete's foot. While insoles work to manage wetness while adding a layer of comfort. Pick up today at Walmart, Targets, CVS's, Dollar General, and other retailers. Odor eaters destroy foot odor with the best in odor defense. I was told that the Lakers, the Clippers, essentially in an informal poll said they were willing to end the season. These are obviously two teams who uh, believe that they have a chance to win a championship. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Good morning. If you're watching on ESPN News, a beautiful skyline shot. And even though there were no NBA games yesterday, the three were canceled. We do have some news from the association. A to Z brought to you by Redbox. Damian Lillard will leave the bubble and return to Portland for further examination of his sprained right knee. The team announcing that yesterday. He wasn't really scheduled to play, even if the Lakers and Blazers had played last night. Obviously, you know, that was one of the three games postponed. He's also dealing with a little bit of a finger injury. Just feels so insignificant, doesn't it? Right. Trite, right? When you kind of look at the big picture and the fact that Dame will be back whenever basketball is back. But Jay isn't particularly bullish. It's going to be back anytime this season. We'll talk about that. And the role a couple of other Western Conference powers, not named the Blazers, particularly the Lakers and Clippers have. That's coming up in just a bit. Get well, game time, game time. Hopefully you'll be back soon. The entire social injustice situation is garnering far more attention outside of basketball. Tennis superstar Naomi Osaka will not play in Thursday's Western and Southern Open semifinal match. That's a tune-up for the U.S. Open, which begins next week on ESPN a couple years ago at the U.S. Open is when she broke out. We should mention she plays under the Japanese flag. Her mother is Japanese. Her father is Haitian, but she said, I'm a black woman before I am a tennis player. And the NHL is being heavily criticized for their decision to continue with all three playoff games last night and not delay anything. They did hold a moment of reflection. Minnesota Wild defenseman Matt Dumba is a founding member of the player-based Hockey Diversity Alliance that's trying to eradicate racism in hockey, particularly the junior level and up through the NHL. He essentially said on Vancouver Sports Talk Radio, hockey, quote, last to the party on these topics. Redbox is something for everyone, along with a new comedy that can't be missed. Rent the King of Staten Island, starring Pete Davidson from SNL fame and directed by Judd Apatow. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. It's time for Straight Talk Wireless, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Now, one thing we've got to hit here is the NBA's best insider, Woj. He'll join us a little bit later this morning. He took us inside the Lakers and the Clippers. Informal plans about what might happen next, even though it appears publicly that most of the other teams in the league are ready to go. L.A. and L.A. apparently are not. There was some polling in that meeting. This was an emotional meeting. And listen, there are a lot of perspectives on what the right course of action is. Uh, I was told that the Lakers, the Clippers, essentially in an informal poll said they were willing to end the season. These are obviously two teams who uh, believe that they have a chance to win a championship. But but I was told by a high-ranking source in the meeting uh, that this conversation is going to continue um, into tomorrow, that, that certainly players, everybody in the league uh, is in a heightened emotional place right now. 
um, that no decision has been made about how the league will go forward. I am told that it appears unlikely that the three playoff games scheduled for Thursday here in Orlando will be played. Uh, but that's the league has yet um, to announce that they are uh, postponed. But but I'm told that these discussions are going to continue. Now, I would mention when Wode said tomorrow he was on SportsCenter last night. So he's obviously talking about today in lockstep with Jay's comments that are potentially not going to have any games today. There is a board of governors meeting a little bit later today where we'll know a little bit more. And obviously, if we hear about it, since the three games are on ESPN, if we happen to hear something, we'll pass it on to you immediately because I know you want to have this information as quickly as we do. We will talk to Quinton Richardson, who played for the Clippers, the Knicks, the Magic, the Suns, and the Heat for his perspective as a former player on what the current guys are doing. That's coming up in 10 minutes. Okay. And Q Rich is from Chicago, so he can give us insight on things happening in Chicago and ultimately how he views that perspective as well. Absolutely. Look forward to that. He'll join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line at 630. Okay. Lakers, Clippers had their piece. You heard Woj. What do you think? Well, uh, Look, it brings me back to when LeBron James came to the podium with the Malcolm X book. And people started saying, you know, what's this about? Being more informed with how to lead. Uh, the polling really suggests to me that they are leaning in the direction of not playing. The fact that the Lakers and the Clippers decided to walk out of the room after it was over. Um, I, I said it yesterday, and I, I will stand with it, that LeBron James, regardless of whether people like him or not, from both sides of the party here is the Muhammad Ali of the NBA. He is the Jim Brown of the NBA. And ultimately, if LeBron James is willing to walk away from the game, having the best odds of winning a championship, mm -hmm. then that will set the tone for the rest of the league. It, it, it's, in, it's interesting being from L.A., right? And you got both of these teams, not only on the court, but off the court with a lot of muscle and a lot of power. Mm-hmm whether it's Jeannie Buss and the Buss family or whether it's Steve Ballmer and the Clippers, it's a lot of power to get things done. Then you probably got four of the top 10 NBA players mm -hmm. on these two teams. Kawhi, Paul, George, Anthony Davis, LeBron. Exactly. So you look at that, it's a lot of power on the court yeah. to get things done. Um, much like Jay is saying about LeBron – as I said yesterday, he's the one guy that we all look up to to see what what he what he could do, how he could deliver that message. What did Pat Beverly say? If the king ain't playing, we ain't playing. By the way, right? Udonis Haslam even said it bubble. yesterday. Yeah, you know, he plays for the Miami Heat. Miami Heat legend won a championship with D Wade and LeBron. Yep. He said, if the Lakers and the Clippers aren't playing. It's not a. It's not, it's not yeah, a legitimate it's just, championship. It's, it, it's not. It's not. It's not. It, 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 people want to see that. They don't want to see all the others. They want to see that. They want to see the Lakers and the Clippers. What about Jay's point? I think this is such an instructive point that Jay brought up. It's this could be LeBron's last best chance to get a title. Chasing Michael, the whole thing, going to L.A. in the year Kobe died. I mean, you know the it, area well. That's such a great point that he brings up. What he could be leaving on the table. Then that's okay though, because that's who LeBron is. He's not concerned as much as, as much as people are fascinated with what you just said. Yeah. This is bigger than that championship. Mm -hmm. He's already won. He's already been MVP. He's already made his money. This is bigger than a championship run. Clearly, Steve Ballmer, Jeannie Buss, the Lakers and the Clippers, Doc Rivers, they know this. And when you think about it, LeBron, 
get out the vote initiative. The Dodgers align themselves with him and his crew. That's important to him. Mm. And people should respect that and, and hold that to high regard. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if, if LeBron takes the court again this season trying to chase a championship. I would be shocked. I'm with you, Key. I, would, yeah. I totally would be shocked. Hmm. And not shocked to, to the point where, you know, it's like he's cha- he wants the championship bad. That the, I'm sh- I would be shocked because I believe, knowing him and his crew, that what's going on in our country is more important to him mm-hmm. than getting another ring. That ultimate sacrifice, I found myself doing this over the last couple of months. And I've seen players on their shoes have this acronym. It's WWKD. What would Kobe do? And you think about the legacy that Kobe Bryant has had as the ultimate competitor. Think about how LeBron James, the leader of this league, takes over the story franchise. The ultimate sacrifice, guys. The ultimate sacrifice for the legacy of LeBron James filling those shoes ultimately has to be to stand up for what's right. You know, that old line of, if you show me who you are, eventually I have to believe you. LeBron James has showed us who he's been, Key. Yeah, and I don't think he and I don't think he's gonna go back. It's not gonna on just that. change course yeah, now change all of a course. sudden. It's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I I I I would be shocked if it did happen. I mean, that means to me, if that was to happen, that means that something was fast tracked immediately mm-hmm. from the NBA and the owners to get something done, what the players wanna have done. For him to step back on that court, just being able to tell him, "Oh, we're we're gonna we're gonna work on it," all that—that's not gonna be enough. And that's I know fans are gonna say, "Well, don't put that kind of pressure on LeBron James." LeBron James' shoulders were built for this weight from the moment he was born in Akron, Ohio, and everything that he stood for. Is it unfair weight? Yes, but is it realistic for him? But yes. I don't think. But I don't even think that it's it's not weight. See, you, the weight is not on his shoulders because it doesn't mean anything to him about people pressing him because he's already been there and done that. He's already accomplished so much. His next goal set out is to accomplish what he's trying to do now. So it's like, okay, if I if I get to a championship, I get to a championship. But I know one thing that I want to change is I want to change the way this world is thinking and the way things are happening to my people. When he tweeted out what he tweeted out. Immediately after the Bucks mm-hmm. you know, decided to to not take the court, that told me right then and there, his decision was made. We may not know it because he hasn't verbally said it. Yep. But I'm very clear to see that and know. Okay, I see what you're saying. I can read through that. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. We should keep in mind that LeBron has by far, by far, the biggest social media following of everybody in the four major professional sports. On the way, Quentin Richardson, as I mentioned, played for 13 years in the NBA. He's got a good perspective, a veteran, a young guy, played on contenders, rebuilders. So how much longer can this last? Could the players really be in this for the long haul? We will ask Q. On the way, it's Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN News. What better time to do something like this? Statement will be made. News continuing to unfold, and we will do our best to bring it to you. The Bucks and the Magic choosing to boycott Game 5. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. Biggest story in sports right now, the NBA announcing that all three Wednesday Game 5s, Magic Bucks, Rockets, Thunder, Lakers, Blazers, had been postponed, rescheduled at a later date. We got another triple header today, all on ESPN, Jazz Nuggets, Celtics Raptors, Clippers, Mavericks. No idea if that's going to go off. Jay Will seems to be not so bullish. Woj the same way. Board of Governors will meet a little later this morning. The second we hear anything, you will know first. WNBA also had some postponements. The Dream, the Mystics, the Sparks, the Lynx, the Sun, and the Mercury are all scheduled to play one another. The Dreams, Elizabeth Williams saying in part, quote, we stand in solidarity with our brothers in the NBA and will continue this conversation with our brothers and sisters across all leagues and look to take collective action. There were some postponements in Major League Baseball as well as a result of the social injustice and recognizing it. Games between the Reds and the Brewers in Milwaukee, which is... 40 miles away from Kenosha, where the incident happened. Mariners and Padres in San Diego postponed. The Mariners have more black players than any team in Major League Baseball in the current active roster. Dodgers, Giants, and San Francisco called off. All games will be made up today as part of these new seven-inning doubleheaders. SportsCenter is brought to you by Indeed. If the next step for your business is finding a high-impact hire, try Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. Indeed will even give you a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post at Indeed.com slash high impact. Terms and conditions apply. It's amazing why we keep loving this country and this country does not love us back. We have a developing story going on in the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks are boycotting game five. It's going to be a trickle-down effect. 
14 games in total across the NBA, MLB, MLS, and WNBA were postponed Wednesday. You want to talk about really provoking change. This is an appropriate way to go about it. You haven't seen anything like this in the modern era. We are scared as black people in America. We aren't just basketball players. Everybody was in favor of sending a message in, in a statement. Gotta stand for something. I feel like I should be out there protesting, but I'm here in a bubble. We are calling for justice for Jacob Blake. Our focus today cannot be on basketball. Gotta wake up, but we still got a chance to take action. Those last two voices you heard came courtesy of George Hill and Sterling Brown. They were out there to essentially give the statement for the Bucks saying we are not playing and that is shut down the NBA for the moment. Sometimes when you're so close to a situation, it becomes very emotional and sometimes you can't see the societal or financial ramifications. But if you step back and talk to somebody that's been in the league like Quentin Richardson for 13 years with the Clippers, the Knicks, the Magic, the Suns, and the Heat, perhaps a different perspective can be gained. Good morning, Q. Thank you for joining us. First things first, anybody and everybody from Sterling Brown to LeBron James and everybody in between has had an opportunity to talk Put yourself in that room. If you could have said your piece, you would have said what? How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on, man. Um, I mean, obviously, man, it's a, it's a very uh, sensitive time. Emotions, emotions are running extremely high. Uh, for me, I, I would have just wanted to, you know, listen to my to my peers and to what the other players wanted to do. And obviously, I would have inserted, you know, my thoughts on things, but. Uh, this is like, I, I feel like what everybody else says, this is the time to really listen to people and try and listen and understand things and, and then try to come up with solutions collectively to come forward with a, with a, with a, with a group effort and a, and, a, and a great answer to come forward with collectively as a, as, a, as a unit and to stand as one with. Rich, two things can be true at the same time. If the players decide to boycott, obviously they're doing that in an effort for the greater good of our country and the people of African-Americans. But that will also have an accumulative effect on new players coming into the league and the economics of the league moving forward. How would you balance that decision? Um, it's extremely tough, Jay. I mean, I, I don't know that I know the exact answer for that right now. Uh, I'm one of the people that I that I, I feel like that the players' voices and everything that the players are doing is amplified by them being here in Orlando and them being in the games. I, I'm not a person that feels like, hey, they should just, you know, fold up and shut up shop and, and shut it down. I feel like that they came down here with that as being a, a focus of theirs, but Obviously, Jay and Keyshawn, you guys know how it is in athletics. Uh, they they also have a goal as, as as competitors to come down here and try and put their teams and themselves in a position to win. And um, you know, with the scheduling of the NBA and the the whole restart, I can see how that kind of got shifted out of the focus somewhat. And I think this and the things that have transpired recently, and the way that the guys have stepped up and said, "Hold on, we gotta, we we have to take the time out and put the focus back where it needs to be." I think, I think if the NBA can can try and situate a, a, a proper scenario and a proper time where they're not going from one thing to the next, and then they're forced to have to get rested, where they can really, really go out there and try and put something in place and, and, and activate as a, as, a, as a full unit together, I think that would be a much better situation for them. And I think that's what they're probably trying to work to in those, in those rooms right now. How, how, Q, how aggressive should the players be in terms of moving things forward? 
I think they should be extremely aggressive. Man. I think like like a lot of people you've been seeing, you know, in the last 24 hours, everybody speaks on. I think right now they have the masses. They have everyone's attention. So I think right now they have to be extremely, you know, smart and, and, and like I say, listening to each other and coming together as a unit and making sure that kind of everybody is heard overall together and that this is a decision that not – you know, not just the guys at the top, not just a few people are making that everybody comes together as a as a whole and everybody's voice can be heard. That's why I was extremely happy to hear that everyone everyone that was invited, uh, invited to the uh, meeting last night. And they're kind of like, you know, that they are also meeting as teams first so that they can get representatives to speak on the behalf of the whole. Because when you get in those big meetings like that, not a lot of voices can be heard because it's not a lot of time like that. So it, it, it's just extremely, uh, I think it's extremely exciting for me to see that they're, they're, they're mobilizing and trying to, you know, take, take a second and gather themselves and, and shift the focus back to this. I'm excited to see what comes from it. When you look back, Q, does Kyrie Irving deserve maybe large apologies from individuals that felt like he was speaking out of turn? Man, I think I think everybody does. I think, you know, when you go back to it's a lot of people. Ka- uh, Kaepernick, you know, from the beginning. I mean, I think he was somebody who was, you know, shunned or, 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 or not looked at or taken seriously. And he's someone who had to go out and literally give up his career. He hasn't been able to return to the football field since this whole thing happened. And I think everybody feels like he should have at least been given a chance at the very least. So, I mean, when you look at things like that, I think – I think everybody should be, you know, should be heard and, and taken seriously and, and really everybody's perspective listened to because I think you, you you know as well as I do, Keyshawn, we all have different stories and we all have been through different things and, and, and had to go through a lot of things to get to this point, especially us as African-Americans. We all have different stories where we, we've been through some sort, some sort of racism, or some sort of some sort of uh, mistreatment or injustice out here, societally anyway. So I mean, when I look at Kyrie, I, you know, when he first came out and said that, I, I never looked at him as crazy or this. And I feel like Stephen Jackson is also somebody who was out there, you know, saying that, hey, wait a minute, we shouldn't be doing this. So I think uh, everybody has, you know, I think those guys all had you know goodwill and, and good ideas and, and, and their reasoning for doing those things. I think. You know, now it just looks a little different. I think everything is is, is is 2020 in hindsight. And so now those guys look, they don't look as crazy as they looked in the beginning. But for me, I never looked at them as, as they were like crazy anyway. I just felt that they had different opinions and they had different feelings about things, the way things should go. That doesn't make them right or wrong. That just means they have different opinions. Yes. You were born and raised in Chicago. Yes. How do you respond to the counter argument of Black Lives Matter when people say, well, there's so many deaths in Chicago every weekend. Look at it. How do you respond to that? I respond to that by saying, man, people, people it's very easy for people to have an opinion or, or to, to create a narrative about something that they have no idea about. When you grow up the way that, that, that some of these people and the way that I grew up in Chicago, it, it, it's, it's not, you don't always have that choice. When I, was, when I was 12 and I was innocent as a young kid, not doing anything, just not even knowing, I lost my brother to gun violence. And, and that's something that you see. I saw drive-bys in my neighborhood. I saw my brother's best friend get shot, be carried in my house, and be bleeding on the floor to be taken away in the ambulance. And these are things that 
that profoundly impact you for the rest of your life, whether you know it or not at that time. You don't, you no longer at 12 run out the door of your house just happy about the day and you running to go play with your friends at the slide. No, you come out the house and you look inside the side, making sure things are safe. And you move a different type of way. You no longer walk out of your house and go up around the neighborhood and you smiling and just skipping around jolly. No, now you're wearing that mean mug because this is Chicago. I have to wear that mean mug because if I don't, I'm seen as easy or somebody who can be taken advantage of. So I have to at 11, 10, 9, 8, 12, however years, how many years old it is as a young man, I gotta, I gotta strip all of that innocence and all of that childhood joy and all that. I gotta be tough because if I'm not, they're gonna take things from you, your clothes, your shoes, or just, just whatever you have that they want. And that's just the reality of growing up in the inner cities of Chicago when you're not given that great head start that everybody else that has money and all of these things have in Chicago, everybody knows it's not one of the, you know, easiest cities to come from. So that that right there is what, what I was exposed to at a very, I mean, very, very early age. And I mean, you know, death in my family came at 12 from, from, from street violence, but I saw it at four, five, six years old all around me. You got to be tough as hell to make it to the NBA in any way, shape, or form. And putting up that physical front that you talked about before you became a teenager, it's an amazing experience that you brought to us. It's been seven years since you've played in the league, but Q, I got to tell you, man, for sure, you definitely have your finger on the pulse of what's happening with today's athlete. Really appreciate you joining us this morning. Thank you. All right, Q. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Thanks for being born. Go back and get some, show, Go back and get some sleep, man. Just a reminder. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. He's out there near the bubble. He actually said he's in Orlando. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to listen to ESPN Audio at home via your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. The surreal nature of what happened yesterday, maybe the image of the magic waiting out there, waiting for the Bucks to take the court, realizing they're not coming. Michael Carter Williams of Orlando said, we were there. We had no idea the Bucks weren't going to run out of that tunnel, be ready to play us there at the wide world of sports. But it was also a shock to the three primary owners of the Milwaukee Bucks, Jay, who put out a statement essentially saying, we had no idea this was coming until we heard about it moments before, but they were very supportive. But the fact that they had no idea, the ownership group had no idea that the guys were going to do it is pretty stark. Well, I, I think everybody listened to what Fred Van Bleet had to say, but I didn't think people thought it would happen so quickly. So yesterday, uh, I'm in my town, and I'm, I'm having lunch with Mark Lazary, who is the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. And he gets a call. And he looks at me and says, our players are boycotting. And it kind of looked like he was, he, he was taken by surprise. Shaken. Right? Um, and then I, to his credit, I, I give him this. He said, I support the players. Like it, it didn't take a long time for him to think about that. Process it. So I, I think, and then I got in the car and Keyshawn called me yelling at me, I need you to get on NFL Live now. Come on, not right now. But it, it was, I think everybody was extremely reactive yeah. yesterday. But ultimately... Seeing how, and it's going to be key, this is going to be a great question for you, I think, as it relates to the owners of the NFL, if this starts to trickle down into the NFL, which I think we both think it will. Seeing how progressive a lot of these NBA owners are and hearing them say, Jenny Buss, other owners saying, we stand with the players. If this happens in the NFL, will you have the same response 
from NFL owners, considering that they are the, a higher percentage or a little bit more conservative? You know, I would think so. I would hope so. But I just don't know because the NBA has always been and the owners have always been in the forefront of things where the NFL has always taken a wait and see kind of approach. Um, they let all the other leagues go before they make a decision on to, to do anything. So I, I would hope that they would look at this and be like, yo, it's time for us to really wake the hell up. But I don't know if they will. I, I can't because I know a number of owners in the NFL and I trust them. Like Jerry like, Jones. Like, like what would Jerry Jones like? Jerry, that, I don't know what Jerry gonna do because Jerry ain't saying nothing right now. But Mr. Kraft, Mr. Kraft is probably one that will probably look to do something. What that something is, I don't know. But Mr. Kraft would most likely have a real conversation about what's going on. I don't know about Jerry. I think Mark Davis uh, out at the Raiders will have something to say and do some things. But there's other owners that have their beliefs about what they believe in, and they do it the way they feel suit for their organization and their franchise. It's, di it's different. Yeah. It it's is. A diff different leagues, different people, different personalities. And, and I think that's the next step. I mean, after the players decide what tangible actions that they want, if you're able to align with the NFL players and See, get on the same page, I think that's where you create real change because the NBA makes a lot of money. But you look at the juggernaut that NFL is. But what has, to, what has to happen, like I said yesterday, and I'll continue to say, is the stars, the stars – of the NFL, has got Mahomes, to, they've Aaron. got to affect the NFL owners. Those are the ones, the Patrick Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers, the Michael Thomases, the, the, the Russell Wilsons, those guys, the Aaron Donalds, those are the ones that have got to push the owners to step up. You know, they, they, those are the ones because those are the ones that people want to see. You know, football is great, but if the stars aren't playing, then it's just football. No doubt. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's Home Quote Explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. See, what I was going to yeah. say, I wanted to follow up really Please. quick with Quentin, with Q's assessment of Chicago. Mm -hmm. I grew up in South Central L.A. Mm -hmm. And I've been, y'all probably know this, but I've been shot before as a teenager. Twice. What? Yeah, see, look at his face. Twice, Okay. And it's well documented. It's been out there my entire life. Can you recap it, obviously, here? Well, I, I, yeah, I can. I mean, I was. I would imagine going, most going, of the audience going, doesn't going, know. Going, that's all. going home one day and living in Inglewood in a car in the afternoon, a car pulls up on the side, and I see the car and the door slightly open, and I just started. I started running down the driveway. How old were you? I was 17 years old. Okay. Gunshot hit me on my left side. Good thing it didn't, one of the things that the, the doctor said was the, the bullet lodged in my calf, but because my muscle was contracting as I was running, it didn't pierce all the way to the bone. Wow. Um, and then butt cheek. But he said something about having to fight off certain things in your community mm -hmm. from being attacked. You don't, we don't have the same luxury. We didn't have the same luxury as my kids. I didn't live behind guard gates and dogs being walked down the street. Yeah, I see stray dogs, but nobody walking dogs down the street. None of those sort of things. Didn't have that luxury. Had to share books in classrooms. 
didn't have individual books. Okay. All of the things that he's saying is true. And then you say, well, that has nothing to do with guys, people killing each other in the streets of Chicago. No, it does. Because when you're not educated at the level and you and, and everybody is packed up on top of each other and it's all it, you, you take me out of the urban living and put me into an area because you want to push everybody to in, 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 in where we used to live and take over that environment. Gentrification. And, and gentrification and gentrifying things. Euphemism. Yeah. It, it, this is the sort of things that happen. Mm-hmm. And you, people don't sit back and realize that. They think we just out there, it's the wild, wild west, and we just out there just killing and running and doing things when you don't allow us to be educated enough to go get jobs and those sort of things, or you won't hire us or because you tell us that we have a lack of education, even though we probably don't, but you use that as an excuse. These sort of things happen. Key, can I tell you, just playing for the Chicago Bulls for a short year, when I went out there in 2002, 2003, I lived downtown. I lived in Chicago and Michigan Ave. And when I would drive to the United Center, I, the South Side started very quickly yeah. right, after I got through the main part of the city. It started, right? Like fat, and you drive a couple miles through the South Side before you got to the United Center. When I go back, like to do the Chicago like uh, pre-draft camp, the combine, things of that sort a couple years ago, I'm driving and that place where the South Side used to start, I'm seeing million dollar condos. I'm seeing Mercedes Benz parked you, you on the street, even. right? And it, I'm like, man, this used to be the South Side only only six or seven years ago, right? And now I'm seeing the South Side extended past the United Center. And I'm saying, wow, where are all the people? Where's everybody going? Where are people living right now? So to Key's point, being condensed and then thinking the lack of opportunities and how you have to get yours, that's why there's violence it's, on top of violence within the community. It's so funny. It's so funny. It is a street called Jefferson Boulevard. It's in typically... West L.A., border south central L.A. You drive down the street right there now, it's called the Sidewalk Cafe. They got the cafes, and all the blacks were pretty much gone from that area. Now, all of a sudden, they done cleaned it up, and you got whites living there. Mm-hmm. And then blacks are being pushed to Lancaster, deep Riverside County. It's just it's crazy. Conversation will continue. Are we going to have the NBA today? We'll talk about it next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.